This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The following is a presentation of the Eastern Michigan Sports Network from Learfield. Straight from the 734, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Your chance to get in on the action. Now, let's send it to the guys on the inside of it all, Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. Did you miss us? We're back for more. It's 2022, and Alex and I returned with another episode of the Eastern Insider. What a layoff it was, and it's so good to be back. It is good to be back. I think everybody's ready for a little bit more Eastern Michigan athletics coverage. There certainly has been plenty of events that have gone on since our last episode. We haven't talked to you since right before the Lending Tree Bowl. Of course, we're not going to spend too much time talking about the result of that one. It was a good week down in Mobile, Alabama, but the calendar has flipped. There's a lot of good things coming your way if you're an Eastern Michigan fan, if you're a college sports fan. Basketball is right in the thick of Mid-American Conference play. We hadn't played a MAC game when we last talked to you. Now each team has a couple under their belt, so it's an exciting time. A lot of different programs are getting their seasons up and running. Gymnastics was in action this past weekend. Track and field is going, of course, and indoor. Baseball getting ready to start, so a lot of great things that will be coming your way the next couple of months as we wrap up this fourth season of the Eastern Insider Podcast. And before we get into today's coverage as well, Greg, just another reminder and a thank you to everybody that has listened in this season. It's been a great season thus far, and we're only able to do that when you click listen to download, subscribe, and listen into us every week. So we appreciate everybody out there that's listening. Keep sharing, keep liking, keep listening, so we can continue to bring you content every single week. Yeah, we continue to try to bring you the news and notes that no one will bring you anywhere else about Eastern Michigan Athletics. And as always, if there's a guest that you want to hear or somebody we haven't thought about, certainly reach out to Alex and I on Twitter if you have a recommendation, or you can always email us. We're happy to hear from you. We've got some people lined up that will be coming up soon, and we'll hope you enjoy those broadcasts. As for today, we'll talk a little EMU baseball. We are 39 days away from first pitch, and Eric Roof and company will be down in Rock Hill, South Carolina to take on the Winthrop Eagles to get the 
the boys of summer going on? Well, it's uh, not quite uh, spring-like conditions outside today. Uh, with the uh, chilly wind chills, we can only think about what will be pitchers and catchers here ever soon. They had batting practice this morning, and it's an Eric Roof club that will have to change for a lot from last year as they lose their weekend rotation. They also lose their pitching coach, but boy, do they bring in some people that can help fill a gap and maybe continue to push this team forward. This was a fun conversation with Eric Roof today. We talked a lot of baseball, but not really on-field baseball. We did get a little bit into the pitching rotation and how that will change this year. Of course, Justin Mice, last year's everyday starter, uh, Davis Feldman, those two, that one-two punch is gone from the rotation this year. So there will have to be a lot of changes that come on the diamond. But uh, we spent a lot of our time today with Eric Roof talking more about some of the things off the field, um, the recruiting angle of things, all of those different aspects and how this team has been put together and then the preparation that will take place over the 39 days. You mentioned today was the first day back for a lot of baseball players. They were hitting at 8 a.m. this morning despite the frigid temperatures, uh, and it was really a voluntary day, but over a dozen were there right at 8 a.m. Eric Roof was really proud about that, and, and it shows you some of the culture change that's been happening. And we talked a lot of, uh, frankly, about a lot of different things, um, specifically Central Michigan, how his motivation changes, seeing the success that they've had in state, how he needs to start winning some some of those recruiting battles. So a really good deep dive with Eric Roof today. And it's it's crazy to think, but baseball is right around the corner. We all know how much fun it is at O-Strike Stadium when everybody gets out once the, t- once the temperature starts to flip. So we'll look forward to that um, conversation as well. We have some things coming up. We'll talk some basketball as well. Fred Castro will join us, but it's a busy week of hoops on the floor. Men's basketball right now scheduled to take place against Central Michigan. The Chippewas did have some health and safety protocol issues over the weekend that saw their game against Western Michigan. Michigan wiped off the books, but as we speak and as the recording of this podcast, we are at full go for tomorrow, 7 o'clock, against the Chippewas at the George Gervin Game Above Center at 7 p.m. Basketball at home, women's basketball takes on Brady Sally and company on Wednesday. Uh, that game, a 7 o'clock start as well. Both games you can find on ESPN3 or WEMU if you can't make it there. And then Friday, you get some track back in the action as well as gymnastics hosting CMU this weekend. And then basketball on the road. Women are at Kent. The men are at Northern Illinois. And we know it's not complete EMU football coverage that they will play this weekend, but there will be Eastern Michigan football players in action this weekend. Noski LaFleur, as well as Mike Van Hoven, they'll take place in action at the Tropical Bowl down in Orlando, that game at four. And then you have Thomas Otakoya in action at the Hula Bowl. That will be a noon kick on CBS Sports Network. So you can still get your fill of EMU Athletics on the tube this weekend. Yeah, there's a lot of great opportunity. As always, continue to follow emueagles.com. You can click on any one of your favorite sports. There's plenty of sports-specific coverage on the website. Of course, follow our programs on social media as well. Game-by-game, uh, day-by-day coverage happens on all of those accounts. So plenty of ways to stay connected if you're not staying connected right here with the Eastern Insider Podcast and ways to follow your team. Don't forget, too, you can always go to emueagles.com calendar and see all the upcoming events. And that'll help you get out to Eastern Michigan, get out and see us on campus, hopefully this spring and the rest of the winter for basketball season, gymnastics, maybe, of course, they're the returning and defending MAC champions. So a lot of great action coming your way. And you mentioned it, Greg, we we talked a lot of baseball in this episode. We've got a nice sit down with Eric Roof. And then we'll talk to Fred Castro as well. His team had a really good win over Central Michigan this past Saturday. A 20-point victor were the women's basketball Eagles. A, A really impressive win for them and a chance to go out against another good team, Ball State 
on Wednesday night after men's basketball battles Central Michigan. It's so. been a long time since EMU won a home game over CMU. You have to go back 2015, the last time it happened, but now they've won back-to-back games against the chip, and maybe it's starting to turn the tide a little bit. More importantly, you saw what Eastern could rebound with after uh, they were a little slow coming off the pause against Toledo. But boy, the offense was clicking against CMU. Well, 80 points, that's a pretty high number for Eastern Michigan. They've done that a couple of times this year. Coming into the season, they'd only done that 18 times since uh, 2016. So they've already done it twice this year. Um, and of course, as you may expect, they've got a very high winning percentage when they score 80 points. Um, they're 12 and 8 since Coach Castro took over when they score that many points. So a good number for them. And we'll talk to Coach Castro. He would not agree that uh, there's too much to celebrate after that victory. He thinks there's a lot still to work on and he wants to see it more consistently over a time period and that's that's as as to be expected that's coach talk so we um divvied up the segment a little bit different today you'll hear from coach castro but we're spending five good minutes with coach castro so make sure you're listening when it's his turn for an interview because it's quick hitter questions he gives quick deep and answers right away and then we move on to the next one so it's only five minutes long but i'll tell you what it's very very knowledgeable five minutes from coach castro he was on the game today in our interview Yeah, certainly. Make sure you listen. We have a lot in store for you. 2022 is going to be a fine one, both on the field and in the classroom and the community for Eastern Michigan. And we are so happy and thrilled you're a part of it. We can't wait to continue to build it with you. Alex, they've heard a lot from us today. What do you say it's time to get to the coaches? I think that's absolutely right. We're going to take a quick break. Thanks for listening again to the Eastern Insider Podcast. So happy to have you back for 2022 and beyond. Quick break right after this. It's head baseball coach Eric Roof. Then you'll have five good minutes with head women's basketball coach Fred Castro. You're listening to the Eastern Insider Podcast, the only show that brings you all things Eastern all the time. For 82 years, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has been and continues to be committed to families all across Michigan. By providing access to care however, wherever, and whenever they need it, Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Whether you're in the D or out to sea, we always bring you the E on the only show that brings you all things Eastern all the time. The Eastern Insider Podcast. The holidays are over and that means baseball is right around the corner. I know that I'm excited as well as Greg and maybe nobody's more excited than the head man himself. Eric Roof joins us now on the Eastern Insider Podcast. Coach, it's hard to believe we're about a month away from baseball. You guys will be traveling down to South Carolina to take up, take on Winthrop to start the season. It seems like every year we talk about how fast it comes around and we're right in the thick of things yet again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Happy New Year's to everyone at home listening. And uh, it's always fun when you go home for the Christmas break. I live in Kentucky, so I get a chance to go home, see my parents, hang out with my siblings down there. And then once you kind of cross into the the new year, it it becomes baseball season. Football starts to slow down. You have the uh, college football playoffs wrapping up. You have the NFL starting their playoffs. It's baseball mode. So we're in baseball mode right now. Season's right around the corner. And um, we're excited to get rolling. Well, you mentioned that it was a holiday break and you got to go home and see family. It was also a pretty special holiday break for you. You got to play Santa Claus a little bit for someone very special in your life. And I know that you have some pretty big news uh, about your personal life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I actually got engaged to uh, my girlfriend, now my fiance, Devin Bradley. Um, She's a big sports fan. Um, She's from Jackson, so just right down the road. And um, no better time to do it there in the, uh, the Christmas holiday season. So 
did it right before Christmas. That way we could spend some time with her family, spend some time personally with just me and her. She's got two dogs at home. So being able to add the two dogs in the, uh, the engagement as well, and then going home to Kentucky and spend some time with my family it was fun. Well, that's first off, congratulations. I know everybody's excited for you. Devin is always out at the baseball stadium at O-Strike. Her parents are usually out there making some noise, as well as the dogs. But I do have to ask you, how is Jonathan Roof taking the news? I know he's been used to having you be kind of the main man in his life. Now you're going to be taken away from that a little bit. How, how's he taking it? I think he's taking it well. I think he's taking it well. Um, you know, Devin and Jonathan, you know, are, are get along extremely well, which is cool. And then, um, you know, he's always been supportive of me. So we've always been supportive of each other, you know, throughout our career playing and then coaching career as well but um yeah i think he's taking the news well and um we're just we're we're all excited huge congratulations now it's also time to spend some money making all those wedding plans <laughs> that's the, the the fun part that she gets to do you just get to swipe the card a lot I, I think she gets a routine now that um baseball season goes we're in we're in full mode outside of baseball you you can have kids from probably uh september to january you have the wedding and about that stretch as well. So I think she's starting to understand that a little bit as well. Uh, that's right. This year's annual crowdfunding will actually be going to Eric Roof's <laughs> wedding. So if you make a donation, you you will be invited. And yes, I've heard the menu includes hot dogs and oh. uh, potato chips. Crack, exactly. Cracker jacks. So, so uh, as part of the wedding planning, it means also making decisions. Something you're also doing on social media right now, if you haven't followed EMU Baseball on social, there's running a bracket challenge that you've put together. I know you've got a bunch of gloves that we're staring at right now. Walk us through this glove bracket that you're doing on online yeah you, yeah i mean as a coach you're always your mind's always racing um sometimes you don't fall asleep at night so uh we brainstormed as a staff and i thought hey how about we do like this little custom glove bracket challenge i think we have 26 players and then it, it's basically a 25 day tournament to get into it just mono mono one guy versus one guy and let the twitter votes um kind of decide who gets it so um there's nothing probably more exciting as a baseball player than playing the game. Outside of playing the game, it's having your own glove. And we're very fortunate here at Eastern Michigan to be sponsored by Adidas and Rawlings to be able to customize our guys' gloves. So they're able to custom the, their gloves based on the position, based on the color, based on the web, and break it down to whatever they want. I let them be creative. I don't really have any say into it. Um, I just want it to be kind of some Eastern Michigan colors. So some black, some grays, some greens. You see a lot of, uh, I like the ocean mint, mint. the mint, the mint green is a very nice, very nice touch that came out a couple years ago. So kudos to Rawlings for putting it out there. I know the guys are excited about that, but I think, uh, you know, as a baseball player, your bat's important and then your glove's important. As a pitcher, once you get to college, you know, typically you're pitching and you're not hitting. So you're just a, uh, you're no longer the two-way player. But everyone can appreciate that glove. So it's it's really fortunate for us to be able to give them a custom glove. And then you can see how excited they are. So we ordered those gloves back in about August. And, um, you know, we kind of get them around Christmas break this year. We got them a little bit before Christmas, but it was after the guys went home. So we could pass out some of them to the guys before they left off to the break. If they're close, if not, some of the guys are actually picking up now. So it's kind of like a second Christmas for the guys when they get back on campus. They'll need to break them in quick because we're 39 away days away from first pitch getting going. What's the biggest jump that you've seen from last year wrapping up at home against Kent State into fall to now getting ready uh, for the season to approach? What's the biggest change? Probably the biggest thing is you see a completely different team. I know we say that year in, year out, but we probably have 
I mean, there's a handful of new guys in that locker room there. We've got some some freshmen. We've got some junior college players. We've got some transfers. So you have just a, a new energy, a new um, excitement with the guys. Uh, it's on the pitcher side of things. It's on the position side of, side of things as well. So you have guys that are excited to go. Today was our first day back. We have open hitting from 8 to 10, and we have individuals later today. We had almost a dozen guys out there for open hitting at 8 o'clock in the morning. That just shows you, as a coach, there's nothing more exciting than guys that want to put in the work. So uh, very fortunate that those guys are fired up. I get it. It's day one. They're fired up. But, uh, you know, we're ready to go. And like you said, 39 days away, it's going to be here before we know it. I've always thought that college coaches have a unique challenge because very similar to what you alluded to, you have been in charge of the program. So your mindset is program-based, but every team is different. And so there's players that have not experienced Eastern Michigan baseball that will be a big part of the fabric. And where I'm getting with this is last year was a big jump forward for your program in terms of results on the field. Team culture seemed to really um, come around to a spot where you really liked it. How do you continue to build upon that for the program's sake and also include the new players in that so that they understand where you guys are at and where you need to be? Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Uh, We made good strides in the right direction. We're not there yet, right? We're not there yet. So we got to continue building. So I think some of it falls in the returning players that have been in the program a while, the Eli Gores, the Thomas Houses um, that have been in the program to say, hey, we got to make another jump. This year, the good thing about the MAC is there's there's a there's a tournament. We got four teams in the MAC that will play in the uh, the MAC tournament. So we got to be pushing for those top four seeds. That way we can play playoff baseball and have the opportunity to go out there and get to a regional. Um, and then the new guys that need to come in with that sense of urgency as well. That hey, this is where the program was last year. I want to leave my mark and I want to leave this place better than I found it too. So just a combination of both the returning guys with those new guys to continue pushing in the right direction to keep building this program. One of the things that changes from last year is you're going to lose a lot of your rotation, unfortunately. Graduation and draft success, a part of it. But as with any building program, that becomes a thing. You're going to have to, to lose those guys. Losing them, but imparting now new guys, what's the biggest change in the, in the rotation going to be this season? Like you said, I mean, oh, with the MAC going four games a weekend, all four of our weekend starters are gone. So we don't have a lot of returning starters on their roster. So guys are going to have to make some jumps. You know, the way you kind of do it when you're building this roster, you know, I, I like a balance of some freshmen. I like some balance of some transfer. I like the balance of the returning guys. You may have a guy like Zach Fruit that was out of the bullpen and now becomes a starter. And you can kind of ease his progression a little bit quicker um, because now he's, he wants the ball. You have a guy like Thomas House that was coming off of a injury last year. Now he's fully healthy. So guys are going to be making those jumps. And again, if we can collectively just be a little bit better, you know, a guy like Trevor House that had a great year last year, if he can add 10 more innings and save a couple more ball games, if each guy makes those jumps. And also, I think it's also easier to pitch when you put up more runs. So offensively, we can help those pitchers out by scoring some more runs. So a combination of both those things can help us out, but we're excited. I mean, it it also is an opportunity for somebody else to step up. I think that's a big thing, too, is next man up mentality. And you're going to see a couple guys in there that they may not have as many starts as we did last year. But again, that's their opportunity to run with. And you guys have done a great job in your program at attracting talent, both out of the high school level, but now also through the transfer portal and some guys that maybe are looking for a different opportunity. You look at somebody like a Brady Hubie who comes by way of Northern Illinois, who was by, for all intents and purposes, a starter and a high level player in the, in the Mid-American Conference. And he chooses to come to East in Michigan. Uh, what is it about your program's progression in the last couple of years that are attracting those players who have such game experience and that will help you right away? Well, I think the first thing is facilities, right? Recruits like facilities. So you have the turf stadium, 
out there. You have the turf in the infield. You got the lights there. There's not many schools in the MAC that have the turf or the lights. Then you have the new indoor. You have the championship building, the uh, SAPC over there with the new weight room. So when you can have some pieces facility-wise that can excite those guys, then you have to continue building off your your vision and explaining to those recruits what your vision and for the program is. I think having the right people in place, having Coach Hilt as a pitching coach, having Jonathan as a hitting coach, having Chad as um, our outfield coach kind of helps entice those guys. And you got to sell those guys on how you can make them better and how we can make the program better with those guys in there. So we're really, really excited about Brady Hubie. I think he had the best fall out of anybody, and he should be hitting at the top of our order this year. I, I do have a question, and I hate to use part of this interview to ask about a rival school, Central Michigan, but it's hard not to notice some of the things they've done as well. Question for you on a personal level. When you see the preseason All-American teams come out and they have three preseason All-Americans. As the coach, not only at an in-state school, but at a rival school, does that fuel you a little bit more to want to build that pro- type of program here in Ypsilanti? Well, you absolutely want to to be what they've been doing or do what they've been doing. I mean, you got to tip your hat to Coach Bischel, what he's been able to do at Central the last couple of years. Those three guys that are preseason All-Americans, um, we recruited all three of them. So, you know, we, we in the recruiting process, basically came up with the conclusion that, hey, these guys are going to help us out. These guys are going to be very good college players. You know, the big key for us is we got to make sure they're they're wearing green and white. So um, you tip their hat on their, uh, on their end. The last two and a half years, three years, if you take COVID away too, they've been one of the better teams in, in, our, in our region, um, in the Midwest. So if you look what they've done, their track record, we need to get to where they are. And um, a lot of that falls on, they've got some pretty good pitchers and they've got some hitters. They find ways to get on base. They score runs. They don't allow runs. And they're just a really talented team. So yes, they're on the top of the mountain right now. And it's our job to try to knock them off. I know one of the things that that piggybacking off what Alex said that Central does is they have fun. They try to get under your skin in a lot of ways. And I know you've had to adapt your style a little bit as well to go from the the professional ranks of of buttoned up kind of to the college game a little bit more where you have to be a little loosey-goosey. How has that changed you as a coach as well? No, you're absolutely right, Greg. You hit the nail on the head there. Um, Early on as a coach, I tried to do exactly what I did as a player. What I did as a player is just outwork everyone else. Just outwork everyone else. I'm not going to be more talented than anybody else. I don't throw harder. I don't run harder. I don't hit harder, but I'm going to outwork you. So that was my mentality going into coaching. Then you kind of had to realize, all right, it's going to take more than just one person, right? As a as a player, you love to come up in the ninth inning because you controlled that moment. If you got a base hit, good job. You helped your team win. If you struck out, hey, it was my fault I struck out. Now as a coach, you need other people around you to also have that same vision there. And early on, I probably was that guy that, hey, let's be a professional. Let's go about our business. Let's Let's act like we've been there before. But you've seen the world change in the last three years, right? Not only baseball-wise, but just in the world in general. So I think the one thing you notice is, and I've always known this, the game is hard. You have to realize how hard it is to play this game. Now, our student-athletes are getting basically torn in every direction when they're not at practice. Practice is probably their only three hours of the day where they don't have distractions. You don't have social media. You don't have a podcast. You don't have the TV on. You don't have the NFL. You don't have all these dynamics that can kind of interrupt um, kind of their vision and in, in, in what they want to do. So uh, being able to kind of flush that a little bit and say, all right, let's let these guys have fun. You know, they work their tail off. They're getting after it. Let's enjoy it. Let's go about it the right way. Yeah. You, you have to go about it the right way because if you don't go about it the right way, it almost looks a little bit more of a circus act. But they put in the work. So if you put in the work, now let's enjoy that moment. And I think that's what you're seeing a little bit now is uh, 
you're seeing so in basically in all walks of life, just um, mental health, the mental health crisis all over where guys are struggling. And um, now because I can watch anything in the world, I can see how great someone else's life is internally. That makes me kind of feel bad about my own life. So I'm trying to, again, flip the script with our guys. Let's have fun when we go out there. Let's stay loose. Let's go about it the right way, but let's enjoy the moment. Because I think just talking with our guys, having those personal interactions with the guys, they put too much pressure on themselves. And at times we can be our biggest enemy right? Because we want it so bad. You know, our high school coach is looking at us. Our high school teammates are looking at me. My parents are looking at me. My, my family's looking at me that we want it so bad in baseball. The harder you try in the game, usually the worse you do. So you almost have to flip that a little bit, have some fun, keep it loose, stay relaxed and go out there and then let the, let the, let the cards fall where they may fall. I'm ready to play for you. I'm ready to go. <laughs> coach, uh, real quick, you mentioned the outworking everybody one place that your team has been doing that is in the classroom i know you're pretty proud of some numbers that you got back uh, on return from last semester yeah absolutely if you just looked at our fall gpa as a team um the fall uh term gpa we got 36 student athletes was a 333 so really good there our cumulative gpa this past year was a 34 uh we had 31 out of 36 guys with a um cumulative gpa over 3.0 and 17 out of 36 guys with a cumulative GPA over a 3.5. So they're getting it done in the classroom. I think that's a huge part of our recruiting pitch is we want you to get your degree. If you get drafted in three years, you get drafted in four years, you don't get drafted at all, let's make sure you get your degree. Be the best you can be, get your degree, and then everything else will work out. I know one last question before we get you out of here. We'll, we'll get a full schedule that will come out soon, but you look at your home schedule. It's an opportunity for people to come out to the ballpark, have fun. You get some games against Concordia. You get a series to start off with Akron, but then you have uh, Central to close it out at the end of the year. But a lot of chances for people to come out to the stadium this year and take in your club. No, no doubt. I think last year was awesome. As the weather kept turning and we kept playing some good baseball, the crowds got bigger and bigger. There's no secret there. And then when the crowd's big like that and the atmosphere is bigger, you kind of get excited as a player, right? You, you get some, some fire on a Sunday going out there. So this year we've got 22 home games, which I would say is probably one of the most home games we've had since I've been here, maybe even longer than that. Um, another cool game on the schedule that you'll see is we'll play uh, Alma at Comerica Park. So that'll be a fun one for our guys. They talk about, you know, in the recruiting pitch, how they want to get drafted, how they want to play professional baseball, how they want to play in the big leagues. Being able to play in a big league stadium is really cool as a baseball player. But like you said, we've got 20 home games in conference. We'll play Akron, we'll play Western, we'll play Ohio, Bowling Green, and then wrap it up with Central. But just a really good opportunity for our fans to come out there, parents to come out there. And um, that's one of the reasons why as head coaches in the MAC, we said, let's play four games instead of three games. You get five extra home games just by doing that there so i'm glad we chose to do it this year for 22 we'll see what the future holds down the road but um really excited for to get rolling here uh, february 18th against winthrop well and if they can't come out they can always catch alex and i on air uh also the radio broadcast but also continued video feeds as well yeah stay tuned with that too i think we got some exciting things around the ballpark with video with broadcast that are really going to enhance our uh fan experience for those home games at o strike 
Well, he is Eric Roof. He's the head coach of the Eastern Michigan baseball program. You heard him say it. His team is only 39 days away from playing when they open up their season at Winthrop. And he's absolutely right. A lot of great broadcasting and uh, innovation coming to Ostrike Stadium this season if you can't make it out. But of course, we hope to see you in person. Coach, we'll get with you before you head down to Winthrop so we can talk a lot more X's and O's of baseball. But we appreciate you being on the Eastern Insider Podcast as always. Yeah, thanks a lot, Al. Thanks a lot, Greg. There he is. That's Eric Roof. Stay with us on the Eastern Insider Podcast. We're back from holiday break, and that means we'll have some basketball to talk after this quick timeout. Fred Castro will join us. His team defeated Central Michigan over the weekend, 80-60 to for their second straight win over the Chips, trying to make it consecutive wins against a hot Ball State team on Wednesday night. You're listening to the Eastern Insider Podcast. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. There's only one place in the state of Michigan that takes you straight inside the locker room, and that's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Your chance to get in on the action, bringing you more coverage than any other program in the mitten. Welcome back into the Eastern Insider Podcast. It's now time for five good minutes with head women's basketball coach Fred Castro, his team coming off an impressive 80-60 to victory over Central Michigan on Saturday. Coach, first question, What's the thing you like most coming out of that victory over the Chippewas? Uh, probably the the forty minute effort, um, the energy that we played with. So that that you know, it was nice to get off to a great start. But I thought for the most part, we really carried it over throughout the game, and uh, that's something that we want to continue to do moving forward. All right. On the flip side of that, something that your team still needs to improve on after that game. Oh. <laughs> How much time do we have? Uh, but no, I, I thought we did a lot of really good things. I do think there are some things that we can build on in terms of how we use our press, uh, how we create easy offense using that, uh, our depth. Uh, I, I thought, you know, having five people in double figures, those are things that we want to continue to do. And uh, so those are things that we've been working on. We've made strides in it and uh, we want to keep building on it. I know it's hard to answer, but a single player that really impressed you on Saturday against Central Michigan and why? Oof, that's a great question. Um, I mean, you can always say Ari, but I'm not going to say Ari because she she always plays really well. I, I did think Courtney Lewis gave us a great spark off the bench. Her ability to shoot the three, stretch the defense, opens up so many things for the, the rest of our offense. So I, I thought Courtney played a, a really nice game all in all. Tuesday night coming up, you've got a challenge against Ball State. They're off to another good start this year. We know that you and Brady Sally's teams have battled really well during your tenure here. Uh, One characteristic that's always a non-negotiable with a Brady Sally-led Ball State team. They're always prepared. You know, they go into each game with a great game plan. Um, Ball State is one of those teams where the the chess match is – 
is very uh, it's very real. And and as the game progresses, there's a lot of um, adjustments being made. Uh, they've got a quality staff, really good players. So I, I think the preparation that you know you're going to face against the Ball State team is consistent. All right, let's go on to the court with Ball State. I know it's early in the week, but obviously you guys play on Wednesday. What are some things in film that you're seeing on court that they're really going to do to challenge you guys? Uh, their transition offense, they can really shoot it. They average about 33s a game, so they get up and down. We're going to have to be really good in transition de- defense first and foremost, uh, and then we're going to have to make shots. You know, I, One of the things that I really liked about the Central games, we played three quarters where we scored 20 points or more. Uh, those are things that uh, we want to continue to do just because we believe in our defense and if when we're scoring like that I think we're tough to beat. All right let's talk about the Mid-American Conference as a whole. You've gotten to see some games play out. Certainly there's been some surprises. Kent State just picking up their first win yesterday against Ball State and Conference. I know you think that they might be one of the best teams in the conference. From an, uh, a large bird's eye perspective your thoughts on the Mid-American Conference so far this year? Uh, every you know I think one thing always stays true in the Mac is that anybody can beat anybody on any given night so if you don't show up uh, or you're not prepared or you have a COVID issue or or something of that nature um, you just never know what's going to happen I I think it's still very early uh, in conference play so uh, I think you're going to see the standings continue to move and change as the season goes along especially with COVID related um, you know missed games and missed players so Kent State might be off to a slow start, but don't be surprised if you see those guys in the top three by the end of conference play. We're spending five good minutes with Fred Castor. We're down to our final minute. Coach, the best non-basketball-related thing you did this past weekend? Best? Oh, I... uh... (laughs) <laughs> My wife bought us a puzzle, a Formula One uh, Lewis Hamilton puzzle. So we sat there on Sunday and spent a good hour and uh, probably got cross-eyed for trying to figure out the, the puzzle. All right. And then big night tonight. I know you're a college football fan, national championship game, Alabama, Georgia. Who do you have and why? That's, that's another great question. Uh, obviously, Alabama's Alabama, uh, but I also think football is such a psychological game. The fact that Alabama won last time, I'm going to pick Georgia. I lived in Georgia for a couple years. Got a lot of friends that are diehard Bulldog fans. So I, I'm going to go with, with Georgia tonight uh, on the upset. Um, and I'm going to say that defense uh, holds, holds steady uh, for four quarters. Five minutes and 11 seconds. We almost got it in five minutes. Coach, thanks for joining us. Thank you. This has been another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast, powered by Learfield and presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Tune in every Monday for new episodes all year long. And don't forget to visit emueagles.com slash podcast, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcast for all of our episodes on demand.